if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. This week, I want to honor Mother's Day. I know that just happened yesterday, but I thought we would dedicate this episode to understanding the whole mother-daughter relationship and navigating this ever-shifting relationship. So before we get diving deep into this, let me introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray, and I'm a mindset coach counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer. And I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have perhaps survived some things that we don't necessarily like to talk about, but we know we want to be better for ourselves because it's not only good for us, but it's good for our kids and our environment and all of that. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or as I like to say, undo that crap that may have happened to you that may keep you stuck or keep you from fully living the vibrant life that you're designed to live. Look, I'm all about counseling. That's great. But my practice is not to keep you on the couch for years on end and not even moving the needle in your life. To me, that just seems like a ridiculous amount of wasted time. I'm here to help you realize you're not broken. You don't need fixing. You might just need to have a little redirection or maybe just a little bit of an awareness of where maybe you're keeping yourself stuck from things that have happened to you. And then get on with your life, right? Because that's what we're here to do in life is have experiences. And during this episode, I want to be talking about mom and daughter relationships and navigating the ever shifting relationship. Look, a mom and daughter relationship is precious. Although the bond may sometimes seem like it's invincible, it can eventually deteriorate to the extent where the sight of each other becomes uncomfortable. However, that does not mean that it's irreparable. No, it can work out and even form a deeper caring support network for one another. So let's talk about navigating this ever-shifting relationship. It can be challenging, but it's not all gloom and doom. Maintaining a healthy relationship is possible even if you're going through a difficult time right now. All it requires is some serious reflection and, yes, behavior modification. And I know people are like, I don't like that word. But you know what? We all are created with our behaviors and our habits and our patterns. And sometimes we just need to reevaluate those to see if they're serving us to our our highest good. So don't get too flipped out with that. It's, It's okay. It's okay if we make some changes. We might decide that we no longer want to drink coffee and we choose to drink tea. That's changing a behavior. It's all it is. So keep listening and to learn what you can do to strengthen your bond with your mother or your daughter or both. The importance of mother-daughter relationships can came to light when a study revealed that the relationships between mothers and daughters are the strongest amongst any parent-offspring relationship. Stronger than mothers and sons, stronger than sons and dads, daughters and dads. Incredible. In fact, 
It serves as the cornerstone of the future of any relationship a woman may have with those around her. That's some pretty powerful stuff right there. The mother-daughter relationship holds the internal working model of attachment, which dictates a woman's connection with others. This effect also makes sense considering that mothers and daughters may have shared similar things. Additionally, a mother's mental health proves to be a vital marker in determining her daughter's potential mental health conditions. This relationship between mother and daughter is the most valuable connection a woman enjoys in her life. And given the role of maternal figures in translating valuable emotions and life skills like empathy, kindness, compassion, and affection, it can be the foundation of how society performs as a whole. Now, let's take a look here at what healthy relationship between mother and daughters look like. Here's some traits of that. They acknowledge each other as individuals and spend adequate time, neither too much nor too little, together. The mother-daughter duel recognizes and respects boundaries. They make reasonable commitments to each other and come through on them. They expect each other to be there for one another and yet respect that they each have their own individuality. They can disagree without being disrespectful. Most of their conversations are open and honest without guilt tripping the other into doing or saying something that would not engage in an ongoing argument or uh, struggle. Both contribute equally to the relationship and neither of the parties bear the upper hand. Mothers should allow their daughters to experience and overcome failures, while daughters should encourage mothers to widen their horizons and push their mental barriers. In contrast, though, here is some signs of a toxic mother-daughter relationship. Signs of dysfunctional mother-daughter relationship may look like you are quick to pass judgment or be judged. And most of the criticism is harsh and counterproductive, being dismissive of each other's actions or emotions. The relationship is extremely taxing on one's emotions, time, and attention. Offhand, distasteful, or unwarranted jokes about hurtful things. If your relationship constantly involves drama it's far from healthy. A toxic mother-daughter relationship makes you the source of happiness, which can come at the cost of your mental health. You feel helpless when it comes to setting boundaries or standing up for yourself. You find yourself constantly bickering with each other. Involves problematic behavior such as gaslighting, manipulation, guilt tripping, and minimizing. Wanted to add a quick side note here. Had it been found that daughters who have insecure bonds with their mothers during infancy 
are more likely to have psychological problems when they grow up. Fascinating. This can also go even further back than that to the time that they have, they have studied this, that when the child is in the womb of the mother, whatever may be emotionally going on with the mom, maybe she's stressed, riddled with anxiety, depression, any of those things, that gets energetically transferred to the, the baby in the womb. So it could be that when you come out later as an adult, you have all of these conditions, issues, or things that you just don't understand because you, you feel like you've had a good life, but you don't understand why you're depressed all the time or that you are anxious all the time. You have no reason, nothing in your life that can conceive that. But these things get stored in our cellular body. And yes, they can be released and you know, put to rest so that you can move forward in your life. Just just a little side note, just to kind of give you that information that, you know, it's not just because you were born and lived this life. It can also be when you're in uterine. So let's talk about different types of mother-daughter relationships. One, the BFF duo. Becoming good friends with your mother or daughter has more perks than earning a friend for life. Such a relationship rests on the pillars of trust, love, and mutual respect, where mothers and daughters freely express themselves and share emotional experiences. It instills the confidence that your mother or daughter will always be there for you for support, advice, and to lend an ear. Number two, the detached strangers. Here the mother and daughter hardly know anything about each other's lives because they chose not to get involved or don't quite honestly care enough. Either way, disengagement makes the relationship strain and can lead to poor mental health. Number three, the enmeshed. While detached mother-daughter relationships sever the cord, enmeshment relationships compact them into one. It is one of the most toxic forms of relationships as it sets unrealistic expectations that result in devaluation. The mother fails to respect boundaries and tries to seek validation through her daughter. On the other hand, the daughter feels pressured into living up to her mother's expectations regardless of her desires. You know, just a a quick example that comes off the top of my head is and I don't mean any disrespect by this, but when I think of some of the beauty pageants, you know, for toddlers or little kids and their moms are just like over the top involved, like wanting to make their kid the the best ever, because maybe they were at one time a beauty pageant contestant or whatever. But it's like when it becomes more important to the parent than it does the kid, that's what this is what this is talking about. Number four, the control freak. It may be hard to differentiate between enmeshment and controlling mother-daughter relationships. However, both are not the same. While a mother may push her daughter to perform better, a controlling one will shrink her passions or desires. Some may even try to pass off their behavior under the guise of being protective. It restricts the child, limits their potential, 
and takes away their independence. Number five, the discard dismisser. We find one-sided rejection in this kind of difficult mother-daughter relationship. The dismissive, dismissive action can be due to apathy or because the mother or daughter is impossibly hard to please. It leaves them longing for recognition and appreciation for the efforts they put into the relationship. Number six, the helicopter tyrant. Think why? Because I said so. If these words sound far too familiar, you have a mother who conceives herself as the ultimate authority. While they may have the best intentions at heart, the constant micromanaging, criticism, and interference make the mother and the daughter feel that any deviation from this pattern will result in failure. As a result, the mother-daughter relationship turns parasitic. And number seven, the role reverse. Children have to parent their kids with time. If the daughter acts like a responsible adult from an early age while the mother behaves like a sibling or liability more than a parent, the mother-daughter relationship is dysfunctional. Such a relationship in, is common in daughters of mothers who are young, immigrant, possibly an alcoholic, and or suffer from depression. Now, let's turn this around a bit here. Healthy mother-daughter relationships will give rise to confident, compassionate, caring, and empowered women. On the flip side, <laughs> troubled relationships can set the stage for a range of emotional and mental issues. So let's talk about the effects of a toxic mother-daughter relationship. Poor self-esteem. An abusive mother-daughter relationship can normalize bad behavior and set the bar too low for interpersonal relationships. Being treated unfairly will have both parties doubt themselves and negatively affect their self-esteem. There's depression. Emotional distance or detachment can lead to mental health issues like depression. Commitment issues. The mother-daughter relationship breakdown can make them wary of those around them. This dysfunctional bond leaves behind deep-rooted insecurities that may reflect in other relationships. And poor conduct. Emotionally abusive relationships between mothers and daughters can breed unresolved resentment, jealousy, and hostility, leading to unreasonable and unpardonable actions. Even if you have a thriving relationship with your mother or daughter, there's always room to grow, isn't there? The thing is, we, we don't remain the same over our lifetime. We have different experiences. Even just aging in the physical body goes through different changes. And as a result of those changes, we become different people. So I believe that there's always room for relationships to grow. If parties are willing 
to be flexible enough to allow for this growth and expansion to happen. So here's some actionable tips on how to foster a healthy mother-daughter relationship. Be the first to extend the white flag rather than waiting for the other to make the first move. If your attempts are met with silence, then you might need to learn to give up and sever the cords when necessary. Sometimes we don't always get an answer. Sometimes we always we don't always get a response. Doesn't make it right or wrong. It just means how long do we hang on to those things before we move on with our lives? Encourage the willingness to change and create an environment where you contribute to each other's personal growth. My favorite. You know, I can give you an example. When my daughter was a teenager, you know, we kind of went through, you know, a little bit of struggles. As, you know, people would say, oh, that's typical mother-daughter thing when they're teenagers. And what I walked away from that experiencing realizing was that I needed to change. I needed to evolve. I got so comfortable and used to being a mom of a small child, of caring for every one of her needs, of, you know, making sure that everything was done for her, that I was not wanting to grow. I liked that. I felt purposeful, right? But here she was becoming a teenager and wanting to spread her wings a little bit, wanting to have some different experiences, wanting to try new things. And it wasn't necessarily that I was opposed to her trying new things, but it also meant that she was attempting to learn to use her voice. And and that can be something that we can either take as, oh, they're being disrespectful or rude, or, huh, where am I being inflexible? Where am I not letting this relationship evolve in order to let us both have new experiences. And I can tell you that once I started working towards that, there was marked improvement in our relationship. And we still have that. I mean, she's now a young adult in college. And yes, there's times when we still have maybe differences or that, but that's fine because we can have room to talk about those things. We can have room to create opportunities to better understand one another. doesn't mean that we always agree with one another, but if we can come to that place of putting ourselves in each other's shoes or each other's thoughts, it just makes for better conversations. It just makes for better relationships. And then set realistic expectations on the kind of relationship you wish to have. Be pragmatic about the same as behavioral changes. Make This may take a while to show effects. So you don't just try one thing and that ah, didn't work, so it's not going to work. No. You know, anytime you change a behavior or create a new habit, you got to practice it until it becomes the new way of being. Learn each other's love language and find ways to express care in the manner that influences the other. This is so powerful in our relationships. 
is that when we're wanting to make a difference or we're wanting to make a connection or we're wanting to make the other person feel a certain way, then it's important that we understand how they receive those things. Are they a person that likes touch? Are they the person that likes words that they would prefer that you gave them a card? Are they the kind of person that would prefer, you know, recognition? Whatever it is, it's not about what you want to do because you like it for them. It's what do they like and what what would make them feel very significant and loved. Try to incorporate transparent and open-ended conversations to put across your point without triggering defensiveness. That, and that can be tricky, right? Right? When things get a little heated, you know? And dare I say, do not bring up the past from five, ten years ago. It serves no purpose. It might be an opportunity when you're feeling like that needs to come up to say, hey, I think we need to just take a break. Can we talk about this later? Foster an ecosystem of trust, especially during tough adolescent phases so that the relationship between mother and daughter stay honest throughout. Learn the art of active listening by echoing or mirroring the other person's concerns. Let them know that you are comprehending their intentions and their emotions. Let them know that they understood what you said or what they said. Gain an outsider's perspective or put yourself in the other person's shoes to empathize with their condition and respect their feelings. You may not like them, but at least respect that they're sharing them. If you cannot reconcile differences, try to forgive the other person without condoning, minimizing, or even pardoning the core issue purpose of forgiveness is to free yourself from the situation, not necessarily letting anybody else off the hook, but at least freeing yourself from the hardship of that. Maintain the subtle balance of staying close and connected without compromising your own individuality and beliefs. Establish healthy boundaries so that you can assert separateness in case of toxic mother-daughter relationships. Become comfortable with the idea that some issues may not be resolved and you may end up in a deadlock where you agree to disagree with each other. That's perfectly okay. Everybody doesn't agree with each other on everything. Rather than dredging up things from the past, prevent any further relationship breakdown by focusing on the present. What is the real issue at hand? I just learned this one recently and I thought this was a pretty good one. Follow the 20 second rule. Put forward your perspective in 20 seconds or less during a conflict. Then allow the other party to speak about their experience in the next 20 seconds. This technique enables you to stay on track on the current conflict rather than digressing to old past stuff. Stay respectful towards each other even during a conflict or disagreement. Avoid involving third parties for resolution or bad-mouthing the other. Don't run to another family member. Don't run to each other's best friend. Don't, don't do that. It's, all that does is cause a wedge for those people that hear whoever side of the story they hear first. And that, 
we're grown-ups here. We don't need to do that anymore. We're not in kindergarten tattling on each other. And set aside a fixed date, time, and schedule for routine mother-daughter hangout sessions. So as we begin to wrap up this week's episode, remember this. Mother and daughter relationships are placed on such a high pedestal that we often forget how every relationship is different. Again, studies have shown that relationships between mothers and their daughters can be the strongest among other parent-offspring relationships. However, it is okay if the relationship doesn't live up to the ridiculous high standards. Let the innate scope for emotional connection bloom. Create a healthy environment for emotional expression and understanding. If you sense that the discord is severe, then I'm going to encourage you to seek help from a therapist, counselor, or coaches who could help navigate your relationship to a healthier, happier outcome. A little bit of effort in the relationship really can go a long way. So whether you just celebrated Mother's Day with your mother or your daughter, or maybe you are reflecting on a remembrance of one or the other that may have passed on or is no longer in your life, Maybe this is a time to reflect on that. Again, those that have passed on, this is a time where you could reflect and remember the the amazing memories that you have or special moments that you remember. And if you're in those relationships that are having discord or you know, seem to be severed at this time, maybe maybe it's been a while and maybe just maybe this is the time if you're wanting to have a relationship, that you can begin that process of taking some steps to make that happen. And if you found this helpful or know someone who could use just a little extra support along the way, or if you could use a little deeper support than these weekly episodes offer, I'm going to encourage you to get in touch with me. And in the meantime, I'm going to encourage you to follow and share this podcast because we never know who just might need whatever the message is that comes out every week. If you'd like to get in touch with me, here's some ways that you can do that. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B. B as in brown. I'm on TikTok at Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know... I send you so much love.